Your support helps us bring fresh voices, new voices, and credible voices. Support Mind Podcast by clicking on support the Mind Podcast link on mind.net. You can also write to us at info at mind.net about any other way you would like to support Mindmakers. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mind Podcast 84.0, your weekly source for news, views, and analysis and analysis of news. Uh, this is Adit Kapadia, your uh, your regular host, back again with me. It's Sonanda Vashisht and Pramod Kumar Boravalli. How are you guys doing? Good, good. You didn't say regular panelists back again. Regular panelists. <laughs> no, I have been more irregular than you guys. <laughs> well, actually, you have just as been irregular. Pramod has been the regular one uh, for the last three months. So, but no, we're back uh, after the two hangouts you saw and heard a lot of us over the last weekend i hope you had a chance to catch up on both the debates we did one with sanjeev sanyal on history economics politics uh, civilizational india and uh, urban planning and then the other one with michael michael krugman which we did on the india and pakistan's relationship with the united states um, in lieu of the uri attacks how is india's pakistan policy been and so forth so two varied topics we've gotten great feedback so so if you haven't yet, please go. It's on our website. It's on our YouTube page. Go and play. So this week, we're going to be discussing a lot of the news of the week. Uh, one news that dominated the week, um, and it was uh, weirdly enough, I think two or three hours after we uploaded the last podcast that yeah. the Uri attacks happened. So we're going to be discussing about that. Uh, we are going to be, we have our resident Kashmir expert with us who can tell us all about Uri. We'll also talk a little bit about the Indus Water Treaty. Yes. issue uh, because it's very important to know what's the historical perspective of it we'll also discuss the um, the sh- tragic events in charlotte i mean the sh- amount of shootings that have been happening is just I know. unbelievable and now the mayor stopped the presidential candidates from coming there as well yeah so so that's there and then there is also we, we can talk i think we also can give a little bit of preview before the presidential debate tomorrow yes we can we can do that because we have refrained from talking about the American elections till now. But I guess not realizing that in about five weeks we'll have a new American president. Uh, That's so close, yeah. yeah. Five weeks, yeah, roughly yeah. give or take. Five, roughly give or take. In uh, we will know whether it's President Trump or President. Clinton. Clinton. It will only be these two. Huh? I'm one of the two. <laughs> so who knows? Uh, How I wish it was neither of the two. But then make sure you email me whoever the president is and don't Nobody's leave the emails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you wouldn't know. Oh uh, no, would I wouldn't know. know. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, no. I, I you would probably know two hours before they declared the results. So. Yeah. So you have your sources. I have my sources. That's right. Yeah. And promote has resources. Dra- her emails drafts are already being read by NSA. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see how it is. So, anyways, let's get uh, let's get to it. Let's start with the Uri attacks. So, um, so now that you want to give a brief background of what happened, like a twenty second. Pre- yeah, pre- absolutely. It's it's gut wrenching. I mean, I I just uh, you know. I get teary-eyed even talking about it. Um, so early morning on, on um, sorry to pause you. First, yeah. actually, start with where the camp is located because it's very yeah. important for people to know how close it is to the. It LOC. is about six miles away from LOC in Baramula district. Mm-hmm. This is Uri camp. It's it's a fortified place. It's mm-hmm. not your regular place. It's not like where people like you and me can just walk in. That is why this thing was just I couldn't believe it when this happened. This is a very fortified place. It's just about six miles from um, LOC. And therefore, it's people know that it's strategic importance and they also know that it needs to be, um, uh, you know, uh, protected or whatever. So, uh, 
Friday morning on 18th, um, terror struck. And I am actually going to go and I've been saying uh, consistently that this should not be called a terror attack because the kind of sophisticated, not that terrorists are not um, capable of, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, sophisticated attacks, but the amount of sophistication that was in this attack, the way they struck with impunity, they first crossed LOC, then they were in the camp, in the perimeter for about six, seven hours yeah. doing the recce, finding everything, what was going on. And then these soldiers who were sleeping in the tents and what was happening was Dogra regiment was being replaced by um, Bihar regiment. So what happens is that these things are heavily classified. It's not like you can go and find out what is happening. Mm -hmm. No one knows this otherwise, um, you know, other than the people who need to yeah. know. But somehow they knew that this change is happening and they they found the most vulnerable time and place to attack. That is and what cowards do. And so 19 soldiers were martyred. 17 that 17 day that and day. two more. And the most casualties happened when the um, tent was put on fire. These people didn't get to... Uh, they, they, burned, they were burnt alive. They were burnt. They were charred to death. So my, uh, you know, what has been bothering me so much is that, you know, our soldiers, they, they go down gallantly. No one needs to uh, uh, this thing. Soldiers in India, they will, you know, from uh, top to bottom, our forces, they go down gallantly. But here they didn't get a chance to fight. They did not go down like a soldier would like to go. They were burned to death. So that was 13 of them. And after that, um, you know, there were um, the cross firing and everything. They did get these four fedayin. These are fedayin attacks. What can you do? These people come to die. So I, I, so want, to, they I want to, yeah, I want to come to Pramod here after this, yeah. that this was the background and stuff. Were they, were, there were reports coming in about intels and stuff like that that there was misled, misled and there was absence of a guard wall or something because of lack of funding or something. So is there any truth to that? What do you think? What do you have? What have you heard, Pramod? Uh, what I have heard is from two different sources. One is within Pakistan. The other one is outside of Pakistan. <laughs> one within one Pakistan. source is uh, adamant to say that the Pakistani establishment uh, really seems to have become out of control in trying to divert attention. The establishment is essentially the ISI and the military. These are the ones that were holding the, uh, the true power. But then in the battle between uh, Nawaz Sharif and Rahil Sharif, Nawaz Sharif is going through a very big time, a very really testing time. He's facing multiple corruption uh, accusations because of his name figuring out in the Panama Papers and so many different uh, allegations against him. His family is almost has already fled the country. Uh, the military is so impatient that uh, he's not able to hold the fort. They thought they could uh, have an orderly transition from him to somebody else, but nobody is ready to take on mm -hmm. the cartels, whether it is uh, the uh, cleric Qadri or mm -hmm. whether it is Imran Khan. Nobody is ready to take over and they don't want to go back to Zardari or Musharraf. So mm -hmm. they are stuck in a quagmire. And this story tells me that the ISI felt desperate to divert the attention and the only way they could divert attention is to unify the people against a common enemy which, which is, is India. India. And that is what they, this, this whole thing was hatched and this is my source within Pakistan. And the other source that I talked to is essentially India was caught napping. Yeah. Now you talked about the change of guard between a regiment mm -hmm. to a regiment. There is no way you are DGMO who is essentially in the know, director general of military operations, 
would have divulged that to a, a base commander or anybody. No way. So there has to be some sort of a, a, a complete uh, command and control. You know, a, every military knows where the other military is based mm. out of, whether they are in containment, they are in barracks, or they are in you know forward uh, deployed positions or all that. So this was essentially a military to military operation. Yeah. Uh, four of the Vidayans were utilized to do that. But what saddens me the most, and this is a very big um, strategic affairs analyst who was talking to me, is how could they have been caught napping, napping. when the situation is the is political leadership talking to the military leadership in India? Because the the military leadership doesn't really have to talk to the political leadership. Mm. Mm. But in India, if the political leadership has already made plans mm. to sever Balochistan from the rest of Pakistan. Mm. The plan should be going down to the military chain of command. Mm. Looks like the military is unprepared to do anything what the political was. So even if Narendra Modi, whom I feel is capable of taking that uh, decision and uh, pressing that button, Sunandaji, even if he wants, looks like our military is incapable of understanding it because they will ha ask for preparatory time. They will say that we are not prepared, we are not e equipped. Otherwise, how, how silly is this? The ratcheting up from the Red Fort, it's been three months in the pro pro process. They have to be on high alert when this happens. So yeah. When you say that you are going to take care of the Balochi issue, what do you expect Pakistan to do? But so, the flip side for this is, let me just come in and then you can come in. The flip side for this is what Narendra Modi said in um, Kerala yesterday. He said, look at the other side, of, look at the broader picture. We have um, foiled 17 attacks. This one attack failed. So you remember what George Bush said after uh, the war on terror started? He said... Yeah. Those people have to be, we have to be right every single time and those people have to be right just one time. Didn't Rahul Gandhi so, also say that? Uh, something like that. So, uh, and he was heavily criticized is, when he said The that. fact is that he said something different. He said 10% no, and 90% and 10%. Percent and 10 percent. Yeah. So and you're saying so similarly. This is, what you are saying is this is non-collateral damage. I am saying they were caught napping. There's a huge... Yeah. No, no, I am, I am ah. also agreeing with you that uh, while the attacks have been foiled, in this one, there is definitely some error. There is... It cannot... Because they were trying... To, now they are they're collecting evidence. The, uh, the idiots in the DGMO office are now saying that they want to hand over proof to Pakistan. What has happened to the, all the proof that uh, they handed over? Or millions of before. The wireless sets have all sorts of uh, uh, jabbled information. There's nothing. The, the, the sets are made in Japan. Who, or who, China. Who, or what, what, what no, they said something about Japan giving us intel or something. Will Pakistan say, oh, but galti ho gaya, my no. uh, you know, you caught us. They have dared uh, Pakistan. The question is that there are two, I, and I tweeted about it today, that not, Balochistan wasn't just <coughs> raised up as a political issue or something. There was a narrative that was created around Balochistan mm -hmm. with the Baluchi leaders speaking out. Uh, there was a worldwide movement that was because sought to Because if you remember before Modi started Balochistan, uh -huh. nobody was talking about exactly. Balochistan. Exactly. And you know, well, mind makers was, but yeah. anyways. <laughs> so, uh, right, there was this speech from the Red Fort and so forth. And you clearly were expecting Pakistan to do something especially when Kashmir is on the boil right now people forget that it's been under almost severe curfew for 78 plus days now yes. uh, second thing was uh, this the vulnerability of this there were if if India had the intel was there any action done on the intel were there security lapses or were there intelligence lapses no, no, no. I'm, I'm, told, not even I'm told the uh, intelligence was there this is what I got from my sources that the intel was there but uh, there was strategic losses um, um, no, even if the intel is there when you are on high alert 
such transitions don't happen like sim- simply people are sleeping in no, the tent and somebody no, walks in no. and uh, unlocks your armory and just no, 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 so there is some glaring gap that is what i'm feeling between the political and the military leadership of india which narendra modi has to address go talk to the your uh, service chiefs and translate your political objectives into military objectives is this being done or not absolutely so that's what i was trying to say that you know uh, what prime minister modi said and uh, uh, the rahul point was on a jest you know he may have said what he said in his in a different context and it was a ridiculous thing to say then but okay the points well taken what pm modi said that 17 have been foiled or something but are we prepared for quote unquote escalation so and this, from this, what this is the first time pakistan is surrounded by enemies exactly afghanistan is supporting you iran is ambivalent Saudi Arabia is being very neutral this time because they are pissed off Pakistan did not come to support them mm. against the Yemen crisis. Yeah. The US is going to give you all the intelligence, the logistics, the uh, the the weaponry. If you really have to buy 100 F16s, go ahead and buy it. Use up that 116 uh, F16 against Pakistan. Show something. Okay, no, let me I, let me no, just come no, in. No, okay, go on. I I I have I had two points and then you can come in. Oh, just quick yeah, quick two ahead. points okay. on this. First thing is the, see when i see these debates on tv and so forth they they go on wild tangents one point is about defense spending that where ji parthasarthi made a valid point that india only spends 1.7% and it should be he was saying 3 but it should probably be at least around 2.5% no no not 5 right now 5 is impossible to do 2 and a half 3 is manageable slowly so that is a valid point about defense spending second thing is is indian india ready for escalation my from what i have heard and what i have talked to some sources in the military as well what they have said is whenever you launch a strike or something you are always have the escalation in mind that the other side is going to react this way uh and the third point what uh, i was watching this big fight show where an air marshal said that they were planning planning to strike a terrorist camp but uh, somehow the news leaked out and the next day when they went to check there were school children there when when was this this was 5 6 years ago or something mm. uh, not now of course he was retired and stuff mm. so i'm saying is india prepared to take that gamble that say you attack a terrorist camp and it's not filled with terrorists but it's filled with civilians there so, is a, i have there a completely is a different uh, uh, view on this my view is and this is not going to be a happy view and people are not going to be happy when i say this my view is that our covert ability has been so weak at the moment that we cannot do any covert operations we are not there yet and i don't think we can wage a uh, all out war so i don't think it's a congress bjp or a narendra modi uh, manmohan singh thing problem my thing is that no prime minister of india can do anything about pakistan we really cannot what can we do I'll can we wait i'll tell you i'll tell you i'll tell you give me give me a minute, you, give me, give me no, a minute. Me, tell me let me tell you one thing this is what happens when people talk about india pakistan <laughs> no i just want to say that you cannot wage and then you tell me we cannot wage an all out offensive on pakistan because then India we don't know who our friends are here we cannot count on um, with white house with the elections happening we don't know who is going to the white house we don't know where who is going to support us so that's one russia again we don't know russia is um, um, you know playing both sides at the moment if you see the um, exercises they are happening uh, there china china will not agree um in un to declare molana masood azhar as a terrorist okay. do you think that they will Bef- um come to our support to or uh, one quick thing? line before promote so that's not going to happen I- india stuck stuck its neck out on pakistan twice once in 1971 
and 74 as well but and in 1998 okay in 71 no country was supporting russia pretty much indira gave an ultimatum to russia to support us or not and russia then finally no, supported us you have to us. understand that was ussr no no listen, so no, no, listen, no, listen to me listen to me in 1998 yeah. we went we went ahead in spite of america advising us did the nuclear tests us imposed sanctions on us a year later it came around yeah you will only get countries to support you or stand by you when you stand up for yourself. If you decide your own position based on, Aray, shayad mujhe Israel support kar de, shayad but America monetarily, um, that's a different India, issue. Um, that, no, that's a different issue. My first point is, is India ready to take a stand or to do whatever? So a part of that being ready is money also. Yeah, but I'm saying there are two things. One, when it comes to foreign policy, I think it's irrelevant. If India stands up for itself, countries who want to uh, stay with India will come across. Second part is financially, I don't think we're financially ready. There is capabilities. I agree with you on COVID. Yeah. COVID, COVID has is not been ready completely yet. diminished for the past 20, 20 years. years. 97 and to 2017. Uh, Agreed. Agreed. But there is direct capabilities. I mm -hmm. keep saying that when you have missiles and when you have uh, capabilities with laser guided bombs, you have a very good air force which can overwhelm the Pakistani air force in no time. If they want to escalate, it is there at their own peril. And I'm not saying targets. So, civilian, what are you going to do civilian. about the um, not nuclear bomb then? Nuclear um, if they If they rain at least, let's say, let's say, let them rain all their 100 nuclear bombs at us. I don't think they have 100, uh -huh. but nuclear anyway, bombs. Anyway, anyway. That, is, that is the number they keep quoting. No? Uh. Even if that is the case, Pakistan is gone. Hmm. India will still remain. I am saying they will not escalate it beyond a point. Pakistan ha is a shameless country. It lets well, in the, Kargil, it lets, the same Nawaz Sharif went running to lets, um, exactly. um, um, Bill Clinton. Nawaz Sharif, when and talking to Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton admonished him and sent, and him, sent him back. back. Same goes with Pakistan now, if they really want China to come to their rescue or Russia. Russia is just playing both sides. They're just pissed off. We are taking all yeah. of these weapons from the United, United States. States. If you give them three or four contracts, they will be happy. But do you think, okay, let me ask you this. Uh, uh -huh. Do you think Indians have an appetite for war? North Indians do. What do you mean South Indians don't? They don't. <laughs> I'm very saying? honest with you. I'm very honest with you. <laughs> and that is the capability that should never be diminished. You all have fought wars more than any civilization and fending of barbarians at the gate. Huh, what hey, hmm. That is the fighting instinct you have to show to Pakistan that we are able to at least, if not attack at the civilian. There are capabilities, Sunandaji. You just have a Sukhoi 30 aircraft that I was talking to you about offline. Just launch 10 Sukhois at key military targets. Chota country Israel hai, 300 aircraft ka air force hai. Nay, chota country Israel hai with the huge United States standing like a big brother watching it. The same United States is standing by India no, now. No, I don't it know. It is. No, but when did Israel, when did United States start looking after Israel or something? When Israel stood up for itself, right? No, Israel has always stood up for itself. That is how they created the Precisely what I am saying. Yeah. Irrespective <coughs> of the st uh, support by support. United States, Israel will still go and ahead attack, uh, even if it is a small yeah. symbolic, uh, like Osiris uh, reactor mm. in uh, Iraq in 1981, yeah. when Saddam Hussein thought he could so-called so peacefully tame nuclear energy. Or Munich? Israel is went and bombed a nuclear reactor uh, all the way what from... Was, what was the Munich thing? Exactly. So, so, so you have to show these people that you will get a bloodied nose and please don't take time. Mm. If it is 20 Jawans today, they give a analogy of the You know, one, one person I was talking to, he said, they, they, they think you guys will not react from 20 to 200. Mm. You will not react. You will not react. 
There are so many soft military targets that can be taken out. Are, with impunity, uh, Afghan special forces are entering into Pakistan. No. Okay, then let me put you on spot. If there is anybody who can do it, it's Narendra Modi, right? He has the guts, he has the political yes, numbers. Sir. He is not dependent sure. on anybody. Then why is he not doing it? If or he why is he not, not? 2019, so <coughs> 2017 may resign. If he doesn't I don't do think it. so. I think no, if he, he has no, an option. No, there I disagree with you because there has been some sort of an autonomy that the military has been given by the central leadership. That is true. And From if, if Modi has been briefed by the military that we are not ready, whoever it is, they cannot do it. So, first thing, we are not privy to that conversation. I am hoping you are right. Hmm. And that is what happened between Indira Gandhi and Sam Manikshaw. Yeah. She asked him. See, the and, and all the, all, no, no, and one the more thing, object, all uh, the people touting right now pictures uh, of Indira Gandhi, oh, real leader and stuff like that, you know, and, and B. Raman has written in his book or something, when did Kao tell Indira Gandhi and how long did she wait? I intimately know, what, I intimately know. Exactly, what I'm saying, and she uh, also looked at her political game plan also. You know, closer to the elections, we'll think, we'll escalate, we'll fever through this feverish page uh, and stuff like this that. This is as closer as elections. If he wants to win UP, this is the opportunity. No, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not everything denying Everything is that. for 2019, is it? No, no, no I'm not saying that. I'm not saying everything is for 2019, but the, the, we are not, we don't know what, what conversations have been. Is the military ready? I don't know. I, I am, and see, Indian, we can only guess because mm -hmm. none of us are privy to the information that, you know, stuff that goes on in Situation mm -hmm. Room. We don't know what uh, Narendra Modi is being uh, briefed mm -hmm. by his mm -hmm. security experts. But what we can only be analysts and we can only analyze from the situation exactly. that is um, presented to us. And I am thinking that we are not ready for escalation. We're not ready for um, uh, covert um, attacks mm -hmm. either. What was um, Kozikot's speech? What was um, Kerala's speech? Kerala's speech was, what is, you know, everybody has been lauding Narendra Modi for reaching out to the people of Pakistan. I don't understand what that means. Because if he was reaching out to people of Balochistan, that's a different story. But if he was, uh, you know, reaching out to people of um, Pakistan, Punjab or whatever, those people want to, um, there is no difference between them and what establishment that, wants. That speech, they, all, they all want to eradicate, not that, poverty, but India. That speech was an odd speech because yeah, everyone Seems to be, everyone seems to be uh, drawing their own conclusions and everyone is happy with it. Uh, someone is saying that Are Modi advocated strategic restraint. Someone is saying that he did this as a charade to uh, uh, for actions or something. No, I, I, I just... I agreed with I, parts I, of his speech and I, I was a little confused and ambiguous and it's the same ambiguity, ambiguity that I've criticized for long over Pakistan that in parts of that speech that disturbed me. It yeah. was a good speech overall and I praised it also that a speech tha and stuff like that. But bottom line is speeches don't work. If he has to address the nation, he should have come, come out two days after the Uri attacks and addressed it from 
seven rcr or loknayak mark whatever it is now and because i know it, while you cannot divulge what you are going to exactly do but i do want the prime ministers to say that we are going to um, you know avenge um, the death of 19 soldiers and reassure the people reassure because see the, what uh, what the military ka jo you you are giving the uh, earlier reason na the military now has the no i'm speculation completely uh, uh, that is not true in india the military if they were autonomous no i'm not saying the military is autonomy i'm saying specific generals or posts no, might have autonomy no, no i don't think so that is never given in india they are not it is taken by the people they are not strong military leaders at all before we get to our uh, next topic um, i do want to say that this is mindmakers production this mind podcast is brought to you by the mindmakers team this uh, podcast is produced and edited by adit kapadia with the help of our team in india the panelists for the um, podcast are adit kapadia pramod kumar buravalli and sunanda vashisht which is me so after that ultra depressing news i'll bring out one piece of positive news that i saw this week uh, the P, the prime minister met and felicitated all the athletes of the paralympics he met deepa malik and so uh, others so that was, that was very really nice. nice and acha uh, kiya you know watch the walk the talk that shekhar gupta did with uh, deepa malik of course gupta ji was uh, very excited because she was a fellow haryanvi too so that was that <laughs> i mean they were joking about it in the beginning of the show but acha yeah, hai i mean it's very inspirational and mm-hmm. so forth and we all need a little bit of positivity in the life after um, after it's what it's been a very hard newsy week you know yeah. that way depressing so, week and if you if you guys are feeling too you know sad or watch go and watch a couple of donald trump speeches you'll feel like, <laughs> you'll laugh at least unintentionally so the man we have four more years to watch him where are you <laughs> oh it's president trump even if it's not president trump you think he's going to stay quiet no but the nobody will pay attention are you kidding me if he if he if he does not become the president i think the next thing he'll do is sign a reality show deal and like come up with a weekly reality show i think hillary will just send him to russia or something you know experience no he'll he'll come on a tv show and like uh, talk about cricket hillary every day uh-huh. as he calls i mean see the, the thing is two two politicians whose twitter timelines are insane are donald trump and arvind kejriwal because both do not possess a filter or any you know thing i mean they'll just talk whatever they want <laughs> so anyways that, that's that so let's let's talk about a couple of things about the charlotte attacks mm-hmm. um, then we'll come to the endless water treaty in the end and stuff um pramod you want to give a brief uh, description of what happened uh, in the charlotte like yeah a, i mean yeah. the shootings and there so there is an elderly gentleman that was essentially shot and killed uh, the person was trying to either surrender or he basically did not get the instructions right and uh, now a video uh, or a, a cell phone shot footage has emerged that he mm. basically did not have anything he was mm. basically shot in cold mm. blood by the cops he was a cops. black gentleman uh, he was a black gentleman and this has been happening in more increased frequency than even 5 6 years ago <coughs> yeah and and i don't know if we can attribute that to uh, obama's presidency or not yet but that increase attacks has, on has black been people specifically the the cops who are generally very responsible people uh, no. how is that happening See, i i disagree with that because yeah. by that logic in two months the attack should stop because obama is quitting office no, i don't think it's because of obama. i don't think I it's think because of that i think there are there are underlying tensions or something and i don't i don't know why it's happening but maybe there is more media focus and i'm glad there is more media focus because this also needs to be talked about but what what is happening is that we are there is almost like a weird pattern that is emerging 
that is the weird pattern i'm telling you about that is the beneath the the uniform the guy is still a, a, a policeman who has a specific race right no is he, i don't is, think are these people is... taking out their rage and anger that has been up by because of the political climate we live in onto some uh, uh, you know no i think race issues never really got sorted in america although they've been sorted to a large extent mm. large extent i won't say they haven't been but still the race tension continues to exist yeah. and, and it's no not matter about how much you try to put the um you know uh, lipstick on a pig it, it is there and sometimes it does <coughs> manifest itself in um police the pattern action. the pattern i'm not talking the pattern i wasn't talking about incidents or something the pattern of stereotyping i'm talking about that only xyz can do you know if it's xyz is a criminal if it's yeah. this is and that is troubling the and it's not just about it's not just on african americans you had something in alabama an indian guy was attacked yeah. by a yeah. cop yeah. and uh, he could not get his i mean he lost the case if i'm not mistaken and I know, stuff he couldn't, he, huh. the problem was he couldn't speak in english and yeah yeah so i mean you know that that's the thing and um, and this is not to suggest that, i mean in dallas you had the cops being attacked it was very yeah, tragic. Was tragic and in uh, i think in dallas also the cops were trying to hold tea parties and trying to reach out and stuff so that is also happening and the cops are you know uh, up against some very dangerous shit that's going on you not just this there is a war on drugs that's going on things like that so it's, it's just, not like yeah uh, bo both sides have to have a meeting point but is this debate um, can this debate be at a, at a societal level or can this debate be at a political level no at a societal level and america just has to understand that they are like just any other country um, dealing with fault lines they don't have to go and pretend to the world that they are perfect and everybody else is having problems absolutely and president obama or any other president of united states does not have to go and lecture around the world and say that oh just you know you need to um, tolerance, and intolerance. tolerance and intolerance the fact is there is enough intolerance here as well just like every other society is evolving so is american society but, but to, to they have their race um, issues and they are dealing and i have had my differences on uh, president obama economically and his economic policies but i'll give him one thing that things when things like this happen he has spoken up yeah but he has a, no yeah. <laughs> what i'm saying is th that's what leaders do yeah and that whether it's prime minister of india whether it's president of united states you need a human moment where they come out and not just rallies you need a just a prime minister I, talking directly to the country uh, i know the prime minister of india has his own radio show man ki baat or something but that visual impact has a different impact whatsoever yeah. different but, uh, racial tension in comparison to religious or linguistic tension is very difficult to overcome so easily because right. religion can change language yeah. what can, can you change. do about race race cannot race change, cannot change. Yeah. and the, the the now that is the racial tension is manifesting itself yeah. from economic problems mm. yeah. because uh, religion you convert language you take somebody else what do you do about the race you're born and you die with it you don't no. do anything and if you are wronged by xyz and not because of their race mm -hmm. or something but you perceive that that's because of a race the what has happened is they take it out on someone else. else and that persecution complex that is deeply embedded into african americans across the world, world. africans mm -hmm. in general whether it is south africa or whether it is the united states or even any other country where they have been uh, taken against their will yeah. is a very difficult thing to overcome because they have been through the worst ever possible slavery that uh, uh, that is much more recent than the past slavery has happened in the past as well every war has led to slavery yeah you know but the kind of trauma they continue to face because of their so called um, you know uh, the past or the, the attributes to their yeah. uh, 
um, lack of in, uh, yeah. you know uh, interest in certain activities that the general population engages in mm. this is becoming a very big structural problem no and people forget that us had slavery then they had the civil war to the the time from between the civil war to overcoming the tension was more than 100 years right. yeah. 1865 was when the emancipation proclamation was right. done yes. by clinton 1968 was when ml king junior was shot right. Yeah. right that's 103 years yeah. and you had the jim crow laws and all that so and that is only 50 less than 50 years ago yes. and that so, is where president trump also needs to understand i'm sorry to uh, spoke so to so whether it is <laughs> presidential nominee or, or, or trump nominee or uh, trump or hillary need to understand that the prestige of united states has gone down worldwide because not because the world is not willing to pay respect to american mm. science and ingenuity and research and all that mm. it is because america continues to lecture the world when their officials and their hmm. structural problems are so apparent they can't hide it no yeah. but what, and what is the problem that's happening is there are legitimate prote- protests that are happening after such incidents and stuff but then they are turning into violent riots like baltimore yeah. what we saw and happened in baltimore yeah. so that is the you know scary uh, yeah. thing yeah. but you know uh, that's that's the no i just i that. just think that my only point about this is america should know that they are not infallible either they need to look inwards and they need to solve issues within uh, yeah. themselves before they go around marching around the world and Absolutely. giving lectures to people mm-hmm. and one of the trump supporters uh, talking the other day was saying that maybe that is what trump is saying let's look in world let's be first withdraw from the world good gracious uh, no that's not uh, what he said you know that's that is what he's called so, i mean his logic would be let's improve the trump international golf courses in us mm-hmm. before improving those in scotland that's uh, he meant renovating ha uh, renovating uh, come on i, I uh, some of his statements are just i mean i don't even know yeah i i i, I <laughs> it's funny it's hilarious but then it's tragic if that, that and i'm not a hillary supporter i find her thing to be troubling and americans distrust her i mean thankfully uh, we are on the neutral side where we can analyze both candidates objectively yeah. no, but then also luckily for the united states there are institutions that are very neutral that will ensure even Correct. in this political chaos that right. is the independence you were talking about yeah. if yeah. the indian army was truly independent you did not need to even ask the prime minister for permission you just send your best special forces guys go and butcher whatever is required to yeah. do to give, send them send them message that is the unfortunate not, not just that and what we were discussing with the hangout with um, uh, michael hugoman was about us's india policy that yeah. it is not going to essentially change whether it's a trump or a lin because state department is going to yeah. uh, set it so w- what happens is will remains to be seen you know punitive strikes were always part of our culture sanandaji Every I know. Time, I know. King, we have forgotten it, though. We have forgotten it, we or forgotten we just it. we feel that we'll only get Nobel Peace Prize if we just sit. No, and this bullshit about world approval needs to go. Yeah. You do what Ooh, you have to okay. do. For your... I'll tell you what needs to go. Oh. The word strategic restraint, because it means nothing. Yeah, it, it, it's neither strategic nor is it restraint. It means nothing. It is just another term um, invented nap. by op-eds for a power nap. Um, yeah, it <laughs> yeah. doesn't does well, not mean anything. No, it, it 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 either is a either is a term for your incompetence or it's either a term term, term for your, no impotence. Yeah, the state's cowardice. impotence. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm using a very strong word yeah. here, yeah. but strategic restraint is just a term for that. Yeah. So yeah. and I'm I don't think the state uh, this government is following that yeah. and I hope it continues and to Pakistan, do so. Pakistan, the Islamic world, and China are not in an economic position to take on India. 
they are not there's no interest who will, who will want to support pakistan at this point oh and by the way i have to also say none of us is war mongering because yeah. no country can you know i am battle mongering i'm not war mongering <laughs> <laughs> just i would say your you, your position is strike mongering i know <laughs> and we are just not sure yeah <laughs> so <laughs> boom me and sunanda on it so anyways but promote does have more sources than us in the uh, on the my, my sources are all telling that this is becoming a laugh, laughing stock of all the economic prestige all of these mm. projects and if there is one man that has to make that change and the leap and change india forever it is narendra modi yeah. i see an absolute embodiment of narendra gandhi who took that leap when the chips were down when the world was against her mm. imagine what she did you know the political and objectives imagine what the economy was the political enough. objectives were not even liberate bangladesh yeah. but she took that risk she said you take your preparation time come back and get me this objective yeah. and luckily the country rallied behind her and uh, basically delivered the best results possible yeah. and that is not too long ago it's no, not like no, we can't no, do it, it. No, yeah. i agree with you, you know, so it has to be done so the indus water treaty is an interesting and successful example how how two adversaries can actually cooperate mm. when it is required and uh, it's been 55 years that's the only thing that years. works between india and pakistan yes because it was brokered by the world, world bank, bank at at a point uh, the main 1950. subject matter expert was david lillian thal who was yes. uh, part of the tennessee valley authority that is another very worldwide successful example yes. yes and he wanted this to be a symbolic and a very implementable project where it will lead to economic prosperity instead yeah. of constant bickering over issues and this was again part of the long term settlement which by the way was not brokered by the british and which you you all know what we are experiencing today yeah. this was done bilaterally with the technical coordination of world bank because they obviously needed money to fund certain specific yeah. projects so there were three uh, six rivers that were uh, apportioned in the sense mm-hmm. three rivers that basically uh, had a majority catchment area into pakistan three mm-hmm. rivers with a catchment area into india india and the apportionment was done according to where, where were low lying areas and the, it was a 90 riparian and non riparian mm-hmm. india was supposed to use it for irrigation india was supposed to use it for uh, possibly even navigation and mm-hmm. was uh, given specific mandate to construct certain dams here and there which would not adversely affect pakistan yeah. so pakistan, pakistan went had, um, indus jhelum in chennai correct uh-huh. and india had ravi vyas and sapno and before we get uh, into yeah. further sona roy has written a fabulous piece on yes. mine makers on this so and it's a detailed description um, about what the indus water treaty was what it entails and she asks an important question whether whether it was a nehruvian blunder so i'm coming to that after promoth finishes luckily for uh, both india and pakistan both the states are not so called uh, uh, sitting in a ecologically disaster zone where the rivers mm. tend to change paths yeah now there has been some call by experts to include climate change with certain ecological uh, terms and conditions to be inserted just in case the water flow goes down erosion happens to the extent no but what about the part that it is um, very unfair to india because india gets only 80% uh, i mean 20% and that is happening now unfair mm. to india now because india is looking to expand its arable lands it's expanding its own uh, agricultural footprint mm. naturally our population is much more um, higher but so, what did happen is and i say this uh, this is a brilliant case of irony what worked so well between india and pakistan worked through three wars yeah. so um, for if you count kargil so four wars we nothing we yeah. did not repeal that uh, this thing does not work well in kashmir yeah 
Kashmiris are very unhappy with um, Indus Water Treaty because they feel Jhelum unka wo hai, uh, Indus hai, unko nahi milta pani se. They feel that they uh, are not getting enough water for irrigation mm. and they are not able to harness enough water for hydroelectricity. So mm. they have actually gone on record and in 2003, the assembly passed a unanimous resolution <coughs> saying By that partisan. this is unfair to us. So we need to, somebody needs to do something mm. about it. Mm. So, but it has, but in, in this water treaty has never been part of the narrative when it comes to India, Pakistan. It has just started now. <laughs> Although I do know in ABB years, in Atal Bihari Vajpayee years, um, Jashwan Sinha, uh, and Yashwan Singh now leading, the march, leading the march too right now. In that time, they had come up with a plan where they don't completely turn off the tab but do something in between. Uh, no, and um, so th there are two uh, points to this. One, first of all, is the narrative start uh, that Brahma Chelani is talking about that you negotiate or use it as a strategic, you know, yeah. whatever. The other is what commentator Ashok Malik was saying that we cannot do anything because India has an impeccable treaty or track record uh, and um, that's yeah. why we got the IEA um, or I forget the name IAEA in 2008 and this would almost yeah this would almost be considered to be like an act of war or whatever and uh, we would lose the narrative worldwide about this and this would be the focus of this the other the other the third narrative is uh, we can't do anything about it but can we negotiate it renegotiate renegotiate and was it even if we do negotiate do we have the capacity to store the water we don't and yeah, that, is, don't. It's that a, it's is a multi-year process yes. because it was always left aside mm -hmm. never uh, put into calculation that mm -hmm. if it was required to be utilized there is obviously a very sinister use that you can make mm -hmm. but then mm -hmm. uh, what are you trying to achieve, achieve are you trying yeah. to completely uh, uh, you know, uh, alienate a civilian population that would have already been reeling because of so many yeah. other uh, term, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. uh, strict mm -hmm. terms that are imposed. Uh, Sindhu water is very important in the only, the only sense that it is important is it's a very big uh, uh, source for potential uh, hydroelectric energy yeah. that was not tapped. Yeah. More than the water potential it's of the it for the hydroelectric. That you really don't have, uh, there are some rights Again, India is a master of not utilizing its own rights. Uh, your largest, yeah. your large heart is so, uh, so there large. for everybody to see that, you know, chalo bachche, do, paani mein. So this is where you have to now find, if you go to the negotiation, uh, negotiating table, they, they will come back and ask you for something because mm -hmm. obviously they are, they are benefiting. Yeah. Why will they give the whole thing? So you have to make, uh, you know, any country, whether it is Pakistan or China, mm. you have to make uh, a leverage possible. You have to create a pathway for a leverage where they come to the negotiating table, mm. not you going to them. Mm. And they, this is not affecting a whole lot of swaths of population. Unfortunately, in India, that is again what is Kashmiri's yeah. grouse has always been that, you know, 2003 resolution, mm. Who act, what, what did the government act on? After nothing. that, nothing. nothing. They just yeah. got the resolution passed yeah. and sitting there. That to our state posterity. assemblies love passing resolutions yeah. and yeah. nothing happens. So, I, I honestly, I don't think that, I think this was just a, a little yeah. thing sent there to put no, but can, can on India, no, but I don't think India can no, walk away so from that. that let, let me ask you this. Can and what should we? Can India use this as a bargaining chip or should it use it as a bargaining chip? I think it won't chip? get us much. 
that's my problem it's not that whether we should or we shouldn't i think it won't get us enough returns mm. so why lose or is it just a, another attempt to just take off the narrative yeah from it is major. just another i i don't think we should touch it because it will not get us the desired results in any form any proportion so mm. let's just leave it uh, this thing that is my um, uh, you know take on that interesting all right so let's go to the recommendations of the week the part we enjoy the most and after this god so depressing podcast we, we better talk about something fun so promote you first um i haven't really been able to catch up a whole lot on reading uh, mm-hmm. this uh, week mm-hmm. uh, you've been listening to sad songs after this <laughs> well because of uri what what uh, that does to you is all i always go back and and watch some of those nostalgic uh, movies mm. and one movie i watched was uh, hakikat oh, hakikat the, the movie only war movie that india uh, produced ever nahi nahi border or loc kargil bhi the no but hakikat was about the china war okay border loc uh-huh. was loc kargil was not a bad movie but indians don't like just action packed war movies they want more emotion hakikat is well shot actually uh, hakikat very is very well shot yeah yeah goldie and, and, and the lines by cafe kar chale humfida yeah but loc is like a little ट्रेंट and i don't know why at the right moment you are, you, you you come up with this thing, whole thing mm-hmm. uh but i i think ji uh, jo so called uh, mm-hmm. atmosphere hai uh, unless we turn into our real martial uh, uh, hats mm-hmm. and hit it back nobody will listen to mm-hmm. us more about you sananda you know i am just going to be a little um uh, this thing and i'm going to say that i want to recommend the two um Uh, mind debates that mind we did this <laughs> I mean because they're so good and yeah. I really you know we I enjoyed it we all enjoyed, enjoyed it so mm. much so this mm. one mind debate mm. with Sanjeev Sanyal author commentator urban theorist and economist whose new book um, Ocean uh, of Churn Ocean of Churn is out and I have read it it's a phenomenal book and we had a very interesting conversation Sanjeev went around talking to a lot of people during his book promotion but I can very safely say that this was a very what they call in filmy parlance hatke conversation mm-hmm. so we went you know everywhere and we talked and we had a, a mm-hmm. you know wonderful uh, this thing so i will recommend that and then another uh, um mind debate that we had with uh, dr michael googleman mm-hmm. i enjoyed that immensely again because there was so much substance mm-hmm. and uh, no shouting no screaming um even though we were not all agreeing on uh, everything but mm-hmm. it was it was a phenomenal thing so i will tell these people everyone that i've been all this week that i've been telling people since couple of days to mm-hmm. watch this but go ahead and watch these um both these uh, mind debates you will not regret it uh- good one and that's why i said thank you from the three of us to you <laughs> yes no my recommendation would be a movie that i watched called pink uh, fabulous script it's on an issue that needs addressing the and uh, amitabh bachchan the three ladies were excellent amitabh bachchan was good you know one interesting thing when the credits roll first the names of three ladies yeah. comes and the fourth name is of amitabh bachchan yes. it's not with amitabh bachchan or and no, no, amitabh no. bachchan he had asked for it yeah. asked so which is which is good it's a welcome trend that yeah. you know we're getting uh, i think um shahrukh khan started that trend in um 
I want to Chennai say Express? no in some other no, movie. No, ta- I think in Tare Zameen par Amir Khan Amir Khan did it. Bazigar after I am kill Kajol. No, in Shah Rukh Khan he started it in um, either Happy New Year or something. No, but, but this I am saying in Tare Zameen par probably Darshan Safari's name was before Amir Khan. That was in 2007 okay. or no, so. No, no, but having the uh, but the fact no, but the fact that is why are we even talking about this? This should be like a you know thing. Yeah. But anyways, and my other recommendation would be since you brought up Elosi Kargil, uh, there was this wonderful song. That plays out in the end of the movie called Ek Sathi Aur Bhi Tha. And since India has lost 19 soldiers this week, go back. Javed Akhtar has written a beautiful song, Ek Sathi Aur Bhi Tha. You, it makes me emotional when he's when you know he's talking about. So it's basically and watch the video if you can. JP Datta has shot it beautifully from the perspective of that a a man uh, a commander who's fought on the war, whose troops are like his kids, and he's lost his friends, his someone like his children. you know it's and the biggest punya anybody can get is mm-hmm. if you know any veteran or any uh, veteran who has suffered uh, their family has suffered <coughs> please go help them out no, as much and as you can i'm i'm going to end with a quote from uh, manoj kumar pandey who was young person martyred in the kargil war that yeah. some glo- uh, some goals are so worthy that it's glorious even to fail that's what the indian army lives on Sp- i salute to all our salute and, and uh, just consider this is a parting uh, tribute to the indian army hopefully you know they lose less and the soldiers stand up and they, i which i know they will yes. which i know they will so uh, thank you for joining in we'll be back next week with more uh, mind podcasts and more debates hangouts and pieces this is adit tapariya signing off